0: Hey, what's good, y'all? I know usually whenever I'm introducing any of my podcast episodes, I'll discuss my website you know, and my catalog, which you can always check out at SashaRav.com. Yes, that's right. It's a shameless plug, which as of May will be 10 years worth of material. Remember, this started off as a blog, right? 10 years overall and just over seven years now this week. Um, this past week was the seventh anniversary of my first ever podcast. All right. So with that in mind, I wanted to start a new theme for what I do, which is called memory lane or I'm calling it memory lane. And within that, I'll be celebrating my catalog by sharing past episodes and, and clips and sound bites of others as well. So some of my favorite ones, some of my classics or some that I deem as classics. Um, it may be full episodes. It may be five to 10 minutes long to my earlier point, All right? And it will be at least once a month. There's no date or schedule on it. Most likely it will be on either a Thursday or Friday to celebrate Throwback Thursday or Flashback Friday. But it'll be when the mood strikes me. All right, so it'll be at least once a month. And if you have any suggestions on past clips and episodes that entertain you, you know, that make you laugh or think, let me know, let me know, especially if it's clips. Definitely feel free to reach out to me. Um, With March Madness now full swing, I just wanted to resurrect an old episode from about four years ago. I believe it was March the 19th of 2019 was a release date to be exact. Um, it was about paying these student athletes in the midst of one of the biggest moneymakers for the NCAA, which is March Madness, the NCAA basketball tournament. And at the time, the, the rumors were circulating about the NIL deals, which we all know happened and is in full swing, which is a good thing. And it's now changed the, the, the landscape of college sports in a, in a very specific way, which will probably become its own episode much sooner than later. All right. The original episode was called Paying for Playing. And it features one of my frequent basketball guests, O'Neal Kamaka, the founder of the Skills Refinement Group and now the head coach of Uplay AAU program, as well as my South Sharad family member, Headley, who unfortunately passed away last year and whose life we honored in, in podcast form last summer. But we had a fun, enjoyable, and and a very jokey conversation about that topic. So, um, especially listening back to it, I had a lot of laughs with it. So, I'm sharing the full episode today. No clips. I'm just giving you the full plate. And for some of us who were friends with him and who were fans of him on this platform, I think hearing Headley's voice again is is a good thing. All right? So, let's celebrate this all. Now, with that said, make sure you're locked in to South Shore Ave. And what I mean by that is if you haven't subscribed on SouthSharab.com or the streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify and and et cetera, please do so. And rate, review, leave comments, hit that like button. And those five stars, those five stars, click on all of them, please don't be a hater. Don't be a hater, especially if you're listening on, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All right. So thank you. Much love and appreciation to you. And let's take a step and and revel in this throwback Thursday mood, all right? Welcome to memory lane right here on Sasha Raf Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the AF podcast. I got two guests on today. That's experienced part of the NCAA student athlete life. Uh, My first guest is the assistant head coach for Oakwood collegiate. He runs the Skills Refinement Group as a basketball skills trainer. He's one of the local high school legends of the Toronto basketball community. And if that's not enough, his alma mater, St. Mary's, beat Gonzaga in the WCC final to to stamp his ticket to March March Madness. Please welcome O'Neill Kamaka to the show. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing great. Listen, we just beat the number one team in the country. I'm fantastic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, and you know what? I, I was I watched I watched the first half. I didn't get a chance to go back and watch the second half. So when I saw so I heard today that they won, I was like, "Oh shit, really?" They beat Gonzaga. I was like, "Damn!" Because they, yep. they 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 lost by forty um earlier this they, year to them. The
1: 40, 40, they
0: lost by forty eight. Oh, 48, Oh good lord. Yeah,
1: forty eight. When I was listen, when I was at St. Mary, and we played uh Gonzaga, we lost by forty. They kicked to our gym. We lost by twelve. We're like, okay, we got them. We, we, we get them. We get them. We get to the gym. They had us up by forty within two minutes. I was like, what the
2: hell? <laughs> I was like, okay.
0: Yeah, but they they were playing that? they were playing them tough in the first half though. So I, I guess I guess the trend yeah. continued. They they're playing them. They're up by five, I think, at halftime. But they're playing them tough. Like the defense, yeah. the defense was tough.
1: Yeah, they slowed down the game, and they you know they I think Coach Bennett watched tape and saw that they weren't great with it. You know. They pick and roll. They went under the screens and forced the guards to shoot a lot of mid range jump shots. So Oh
0: yeah. yeah,
1: they played you know, they played it very well. And they really slowed the game down, like there's no fast breaks whatsoever. No,
0: they really no, no. All the court I know. I know. It was it was almost like one yeah. of them old games without a shot clock. <laughs> yeah,
1: not yeah, no possession and you know it's it's the less possessions you have in basketball, right? So it was just a very low possession game. Very, very low possession game. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, my next guest is the South Shore family member. You may have heard him on my on uh, my podcast summer series, The Stoop, where we dedicated an episode to Club Dream in Washington D.C., one of the greatest clubs we ever experienced. Um, he's also a former All-American track and field star at Lewis University, but he's uh, his most proud moment at the school is of a time he had to leave a soldier behind on his journey back to Toronto during the holidays. Uh, please welcome back Hadley to the show. How you doing, sir? Yo, what are you talking about? You don't remember that? St- you told me the story about the time you had your teammate, and you and you're nope, all supposed you to. Never go. leave oh. a man behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah.
3: You yeah, yeah.
1: Never leave a man behind. That's,
3: that well, that's first of all, it was a woman.
1: Oh, oh, even worse. First,
3: yeah. Well, actually, yeah. that is did sound right, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I left her on campus. It was okay. like I left her stranded in the middle of a road. <laughs> let, let me just spin that up before I get some <laughs> hate coming my way.
0: <laughs> uh, before you end up on TMZ, uh,
3: you know what I mean? Straight up, yeah. those all those all the the women fans of the pod.
2: Yeah, he, did right. he did right. Also,
3: a two time all Canadian too, man. Let's let's put let's put all the accolades out there while we can. I need I need, to, uh, <laughs> need to be all they need to be all vetted out, man. We we spent about ten minutes talking about how Gonzaga beat Saint Mary's by fifty points and yeah. y'all can't talk about my accolades properly.
0: Well well it hey, ain't well, March it hey, a track. Is... I know. Maybe <laughs> okay. we, we, we gotta do a Drake re, maybe we gotta do a Drake relays uh podcast. I think we gotta we gotta step up go. and do that. Yeah, sh- Drake
3: relays, relays was pretty nice though.
0: No, I know, I know. It I, I know. It
3: ain't, ain't the pen relays, but the Drake relays was nice.
0: Pen relays, that's what. Yes, pen relays are the big thing. That's right. That's right.
3: I I I, I didn't I didn't go to pen relays. I went to Drake relays. Okay, it's all oh, good. On the same weekend. <laughs> so I I didn't go to Philly. I went I went to the Moines, Iowa. But it's all good. <laughs> Drake, Drake relays. We 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 did we we broke a record at Drake relays. I was in a newspaper at Drake relays. Front page
1: of the news. Up like running track in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. When work. I think
1: of track, that's what I when I think of track, that's what I think of, Des Moines, Iowa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't think about Big <laughs> City? You don't think about Big Des City?
1: Nope. Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. That's what comes to mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, get
3: this podcast started, man. Y'all pissing me off.
0: <laughs> oh, Alright, so uh so Marsh Madness is about to pop off. The NCAA basketball tournament that brings in lots of highlights, joy, buzzer beaters, tears, agony, gambling, and everything else that this tournament brings. And let's not forget, it brings in hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars during these three weeks, all of which the players themselves can't touch. Uh, So for those that don't know, as an NCAA student athlete in any sport, during the season, you cannot work or make money for yourself during the season. And you cannot take money from anyone otherwise it can nullify your scholarship you get tuition room and board while you're playing for your basketball team football team track team etc and getting a free education is great in a lot of ways definitely for sure however we are living in an era where live sports is king ncaa is making over three billion dollars a year to provide the rights to televise not just the tournament but other games throughout the year now Mark Walter, the rep for North Carolina's 6th congressional district wants to table a bill called the Student Athlete Equity Act that would force the NCAA to allow athletes to be paid while in college. Uh that's being introduced as we speak and you know we'll see if it passes and we'll get to that bill in a minute. But both of you guys, you know, have the the commonality that you guys both had NCAA scholarships, one in basketball, one in track. And as grown men now when you look at March Madness understanding that you guys came from the student athlete point of view when you guys look at the tournament and what it generates what comes to mind O'Neill, i'll start with you
1: uh, <laughs> uh you know what i i just started thinking about yeah the the millions of millions um the billions of dollars that ncaa is making um you know I'm, i obviously as a basketball fan a basketball purist i'm excited about the tournament and but at the same time you know you, the amount of money that is generating for the NCAA is crazy. And the fact that athletes can't, you know, get a share of it, it it's, it's just, it's unheard of, you know. And, you know, when I, as the more I think about this, it, it's, if you think about the history of the United States, it started with free labor. History was built on slavery and free labor. And so, you know, the fact that the NCAA is making all this billion dollars on free labor. Right? Now, when people think that, you know, because as an athlete, I've had, I have girls come up to me like, I should say girls, I have students come up to me, girls and boys, say, oh, we're paying for your education. I'm like, well, if you're paying for my education, who's paying for yours? Because I know that, it's, you know, it's let's say 25000 go to my school. So if you're for me, who's paid for you?
2: Right. right?
1: And the real, the real fact of the matter is um, some schools, they have donors. So they have friends of the program that actually pay the scholarship for the athlete, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's not even that the school, it's not even that the NCAA is giving you the money. It's private donors, private boosters that are paying, um, that are like basically a sponsor, sponsoring you to go to school. That's how it was at St. Mary's. We had private, every year we would get to meet our donors and people who actually were, was the scholarship was named after that was paying for us to go to school. So it wasn't even like, you know, you're making this money, and it's coming back to you. So, I guess I think free labor. You know, I think free labor. slavery. Hmm.
0: Okay, let, let
3: let me first by say one thing: being on a track scholarship and being on a basketball scholarship is two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like two different food groups. But yeah. what I will say is um, the argument that people say that that you know you, you pay for an education, which is true. But I always tell people, scholarship wasn't free, man. I, I that was work. Like in terms of what I did at track when I was in Canada at university, was like a little hobby. <laughs> when I got to the states, yo, running in cornfields at five o'clock in the morning was a rude awakening. I wasn't expecting that kind of stuff. So a lot, it's you know, a lot of people might say, you know, yeah, you pay for your education, but yo. If I didn't have to puke across the campus from a practice, I would I would have preferred that than amount of times, um being able to just go to go to class and not having to worry about having to do x, y, and z, don't get me wrong. I, I I love track. Actually, I love the competition of track. I hated practice, but i I loved it. But it gets a little tiresome, I guess when when I hear that when I hear just that argument and nothing else. When people haven't been a student athlete, they don't realize the amount of work that's put into it in balancing both school and uh, athletic performance at the same time. Mm. But now to go back to your, to your original question, um, it's crazy. I don't know if you guys read this. They ranked, Forbes ranked the top universities in college in Louisville and Kentucky were, were slated to one and two with, like, about 30 to $25 million. And they actually generated more income than some – like, a couple MBA, NBA teams.
0: A few NBA teams. You stole my yeah, stuff, you bastard. We're well, going. What? Sorry. I said you oh, stole I, my stuff. It's all good. It's all good. But, it's all good. but it's,
3: it just goes to show, like, there's some crazy money that's made in uh, in university athletics. Um in the States, it's, 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 it's not even, you can't even compare it to what it is in Canada. Like, it's 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 a revenue-driven machine in the States. However, um, Calvin, I don't know if you're going to, I don't want to steal any more of your thunder, but I don't know if you're going to be talking later on about if we should just straight-out pay athletes or should there be another way of compensation. So I won't go into that unless that's something that you're going to be Oh, no,
0: we, about. we will get into that. We will definitely right. get into that. Um, yeah, and just to finish off that stat, like, yeah, they, they made more money than the Cavs, the Thunder, and the Hornets. Like, how's that even possible? <laughs> At least. Uh, you know, probably, I, I can
3: understand the Cavs.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all from college football, man. Like, no Friday
0: night, like. You know, no, no, from, no, 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 you know, O'Neal, this, no, this, no, Neil. This, 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 this is Louisville is basketball. Just basketball. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah really? that's what I said. <laughs>
3: what? Yeah. Yo, if we if we, if we started putting it in football into this whole equation, oh my gosh! This, yeah, this it would even yeah. be it would I thought even I was be football
1: and basketball. Nah, basketball. Nah,
3: that was just ball.
1: <laughs> I know they love ball. I know. Listen, I know they love ball. kid Listen, my wife and I were in in uh, Bahamas. Yeah, the um, summer and Kentucky was there, and they were playing exhibition games and a uh, preseason, and they brought a team from Toronto it was down there. Oh, and, for uh, real? Yeah, and a team from overseas. And a local team from Bahamas, or two local teams. And man, when I say Kentucky travels, they travel. I was, we had a lot of Kentucky fans in our hotel that we're staying at, and all the games were being played in the Atlantis, you know, in Bahamas. It was just crazy. I walked in with my Canada shirt on, and, you know, I'm 6'5, 235, and I was intimidated. It was just all you see was blue. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> like, you're just walking by people and just blue. It was, and it was a lot of people. Just Kentucky blue everywhere. So they travel in the Bahamas. Oh well, yeah, in the Bahamas. So they got yeah, they got yeah. I can see that they got fans, man. They got and Louisville. Uh, they take their basketball seriously. It's crazy. I know as an athlete for myself, being on scholarship, you product, you pretty much have two weeks of free time. You know, from you get to school before you start. You know, you have, you have scrimmages, mandatory scrimmages, individual workouts. And then once, he, once practice starts, once midnight madness rolls around, you get two-a-days and you're practicing. So you pretty much got no life. You don't have, you know, whereas you have your uh, your schoolmates who they go to class, depending on what day they finish their class at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon and they're just chilling. Right. You know, and then you got study hall after, you know, after practice, you got to go to dinner and then you got study hall. And So, you know, it, 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 it takes up a lot of your time, man. You know, it can't work.
3: It was crazy when I, when I was going to school. We had tournaments just about every weekend. We had we had a track meet, and most of them, I would say, the major—I mean, the majority of them were were out of state. And then my classes, because I was doing like I was doing a graduate class, so all my classes were at night. We would have practice in the morning, like as you said, we had practice in the morning, and then um, the off days that we would lift too. And then with, with, myself, I was able to, we were able to work on campus. I had a, a job in the president's office. So I used to work in the morning at the president's office. We had practice in the afternoon. And then, um, sometimes after that, we would, we would do weights and then I would have class in the evening. There, there had been times I was so effed up after practice. I'll go, I'll go back home to my dorm and to just to take a rest before class. And I'll wake up with we'll just drool on my pillow and just like overslept my class. <laughs> and because every weekend we were out of state, yo, we would probably, we would, we typically would leave maybe like middle of the week or the end of the week and we'll come back, um, like late Saturday. All day Sunday, my, my, my regiment was I would get up, go to brunch at, at, the, uh, at the cafeteria. And I would literally be in the library for eight to ten hours straight. Wow. Every weekend.
0: Just to catch up. My,
3: my, my, minus the ones went out. And that's why Calvin, as Calvin would know. Anytime I had like a, a long weekend, I was out. Cap, the way Calvin would find out I was coming back to Toronto,
2: he, he, would, <laughs> he, he
3: would get people he <laughs> would be hitting up on his phone and be like, yo, um, Henry told me to call him at this number. <laughs> Because I was like, yo, I needed a break. Whenever I had I had any extra time for myself, I needed a break and get out of there, man. Because when I was in school, it was like, as as you're as you're talking about, your schedule was was ram packed, ram packed.
0: Yeah, yeah, no question. And and that pager thing, Headley, was annoying as hell. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. This is annoying as hell. Calling this random number, hey, can I speak to Headley? It's like you, mu-. all <laughs> right. I, I guess he's in town tonight. I guess he's in town tonight. All right. Uh, <laughs> I guess to answer my own question, though, is like I, I'm kind of like you, Neil. I feel conflicted because as a basketball fan, you know, I, I love March Madness to no end. Um, I love all the upsets, and I love when like the unexpected school or the or the unexpected player breaks out. Like, like back in the day when Dwayne Wade and Marquette, how he just he just you know took over March Madness. Or uh, my favorite one was Steph Curry when he carried Davis and just showed the Final Four. Like, all that shit was amazing, but. You know, at the same time, I, I look at the production of it all. You know, I see the multiple channels that the games are on. I know that's not cheap. I know that's costing money. I look at all the the, the brackets and the gambling that people are doing for it. I understand the amount of money each school makes for advancing to each round, and understand the the, the TV ratings that the the tourney the, the tournament generates overall. Knowing all the profits that are ricocheting off every single angle, all the all the hands that are going into the you know into that money pile. And the players aren't seeing a dime of it it's it's a little it's, it's troubling especially in 2019 knowing like especially like not just basketball but like football and stuff and seeing just the grand scale of it all like i had i remember about 20 sorry is this is a 98 the year when um and you should be familiar with this O'Neill. the year uh kentucky won it all and uh it was led by nazir muhammad jamie shepherd and uh jamal and they they um they they ended up winning the championship so we we're in San Antonio, me, uh, San Antonio. Me and my cousin, and guys like just the 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 Final Four itself. I mean, I didn't go to any of the tournament, but like just the Final Four itself, like that shit took over the entire city. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was like the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And just watching all the hotels, like you couldn't book a hotel even if you tried. You couldn't book a, a restaurant in the area if you tried, and just all the just everything that's being generated from that weekend. And knowing the players, like yo, if the if, if somebody took a burger, like a tw- like twenty bucks to go buy a burger for themselves, that's it. Their scholarship is scrapped, and, and that was yeah. ninety. That was that was ninety eight. So I can't imagine yeah. what it is now with social media and everything else that's, that's that's taking this aboard. Like I remember one of the my the the craziest stories I remember reading. I I, I think Headley. I think I've read this from you. You had um uh. This is way back in the day. You had a. Do you remember you had a, fi- a five five book. Did they? Like when they were still in university? Yeah, when they're they're still in university, but it was like after. I think it was like after they left university. I swear I read yeah, it. Yeah, Probably. Yeah, you might have had it, but I remember Chris Weber told a story where he was like,
3: "Oh yeah, I read that book. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, my bad. so
0: so I don't know. Maybe I borrowed it from you, or whatever. But yeah, but I, but I remember reading this reading that book, and I remember Weber telling the story about how you know he's he's struggling to buy a slice of pizza. Yeah, exactly. And yep. you, he's walking all over campus, and everybody's wearing his shirt. Every store he goes in, they got the black socks. Nike had a Fab Five sneaker. You know what I mean? Like every, like they they basically changed fashion across. You can't even say across campus. They they changed fashion across across the world essentially in terms of uh, how uniforms are looking and how to carry yourselves and all that stuff. And and he's like, yo, I I can barely afford a slice of pizza. You know what I mean? Like this is ridiculous. Like I'm watching number of people walking around with my number on their backs and. I like, where's my cut? Like, I just raised the value of this school to Yo, no you way.
3: Know, you know what? I, I think this is a good time to talk about it because, as I said, we, 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 we all were, we all play sports in, in, in university. We all know the dedication that's involved in it. Right. You guys played sports in a lot more popular sport than, 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 than I did, right? hmm And I know that our basketball team Generated a whole lot more buzz and interest and money than our track team did so I understand when when the I Guess the shitstorm that comes up when you talk about paying athletes because now it's like okay Are we gonna do a title nine in terms of who gets money and how the money is going to be dispersed because? I'm working just as hard doing track as you are doing basketball however Basketball is the one that basketball, football is the one that's generating the, the revenue. It's not, it's not track, right. right? Right. But, but does that make a difference in terms of the the blood, sweat, and tears that we're putting into it? No. But the reality is, we're not generating the, the the revenue for it. That's why I I like the idea, and shit, you know, that's just life. Life ain't fear But I do like the idea of what the NCAA has done now, where. People just like the Weber situation, like the Fab Five, the people who are popular, Zion right now, and and everything that the Blue Devils are going are are, are doing their popularity and their likeness. So even though the M- the NCAA is not in a situation where they're going to be paying them out outright, but now they're not going to inhibit them from getting paid on their likeness.
0: Well, we got to see if that bill passes first. Well, you know. Well,
3: you're right. It's the bill, but I. I like where that's going because at least now, you know what? It separates them from the whole the whole issue of how you're going to pay them, how you're going to pay the athletes, which athletes you're going to pay, how much you're going to pay, to the point now where you're like, you know what, if you can generate, if you have such buzz that you can generate this type of money where it, if it's either doing signatures for, um, for you know, um, Just signing paraphernalia, Or if it's if it's NBA 2K, whatever the case may be, let them do that. Because it's funny, they're saying how it's funny, Calvin, when you said that article about about the blue devils and the black and the black athletes, dude. I felt Mm -hmm. like they were talking about me. I felt like they were in my head because I'm that type of I was that fan that I could not stand the Blue Devils. I Calvin, I even told you at the beginning of the season. I'm a Blue Devil for one year only, and after this year, I'm going back <laughs> to hating them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they stand. Oh, you don't, like
1: the, you don't like the Blue Devils?
3: I can't stand them. Dude, I, I was a Running Rebel fan, and I was a South Five fan.
1: Oh, well, it's, I, it's a good thing that I'm out there, because I'm a, blue, I'm a blue Devil fan since high school. Oh, okay.
3: Sure? No, you are? Okay, go fuck yourself then. It's, it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, don't, I do not like the Blue Devils. I never did. But I became a fan Why? because, do, do I mean, Why? do we really have to get into it? Yeah, we I, do. Okay, as I said, Calvin can attest. As a kid, I didn't get a lot of things that I wanted. I, I didn't need for anything, but I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't want for anything, but I didn't get anything I needed. I wanted, I should say. And when it came to the Run the Rebel, man, remember back in the day when, when you used to have those um, the
1: old school –
3: uh letterman jackets with the with with the leather sleeves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, with the big emblem in the back yo that that i had that with the matching hat like the running rebels was my squad and the blue devils got to them I actually kicked them out when they were undefeated That's
2: right. You know what? Let's stop this conversation right
0: now. Because let's stop the conversation right right. now. Point 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 I'm I'm actually shocked. I'm actually shocked actually
3: no I'm not that
0: shocked by this if you know. I'm not that shocked by this.
3: But point point being point being, Barrett. Barrett was a household name a lot of at least to us and a lot of people because he was a, of his accomplishments before he got to the Blue Devils. Zion was was uh, was a social media juggernaut for years mm-hmm. before he got to, to Duke. So that platform didn't do anything more for their appeal or their interest. Quite frankly, I think both those guys could have went overseas and made a hell of a lot more money and and popularity than than going to college. If anything, they they did the college more than college did for them. So why should why should they be impeded in trying to make money on their likeness? But that's that a whole drawn out answer because you you sidestepped me with that whole blue devil nonsense. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs>
2: um,
1: so of course I was very happy, you know, I I had the privilege of being the assistant coach with the AAU squad two years ago coaching RJ. And, okay. uh, yeah, so, and I've known RJ, obviously I've known his dad from high school for a long time. And I've known RJ since his dad brought him to in one time when I was coaching there and we had a pickup run. And RJ was six months old. And, uh, I love telling the story because, uh, Rowan was playing and RJ is there crying. So while Rowan's playing, I'm like, you know, did you feed him? He's like, yeah. And he obviously took his nap. So I'm like, you know knowing babies being around growing up with my little sister and cousins it's like well he's fat he took a nap so he must need to be changed so I always remind RJ that I changed his diaper when he was six months old. So kind of <laughs> you know humble him. But yeah, so you know, I was thinking about RJ. You, you must you
3: must have been you must have been happy like taking yes, yes, shit yes, when he yes. went to the Blue Devils yes, inwards.
1: Yeah. Just like how old Beckham went to the Browns and the Browns fans were happy. That's how I was when RJ was going there, and uh, and Zion. So I was very, I was very happy about that. And um, yeah, I know. You know, I was thinking about the fact that as we're talking about likeness and stuff like that, how much you know Zion and RJ just generated this, how much buzz they generated for the NCAA and their games. Like you had President Obama. You have like Hov. celebrities coming to watch these guys play. and know the amount of money Hov. TV. It was crazy,
0: Hove, and so you know. No, I think, yeah,
3: I think, I think I think three quarters of games were on ESPN, if not more. Yeah,
0: every game yeah. I, we pretty much watch every <laughs> game that's been on TV from yeah. them this year. A <laughs> you now, Duke, you know, Duke, Duke fan or not, you watched basically. Yeah, but you
1: know, you know why college basketball? You know why it? My interior keep making money because part of it too. There, it is an experience, you know, playing D one. Um, you are sort of like at least. I don't know about track. Well, nobody follows track. So basketball and football, you know, we're the big man on campus. Wait, did, he, really cares. did he just? Did
2: you? Just...
1: Nobody really. Nobody nobody really care about track. It's track. Nobody. <laughs> you, you did well, tell him. Know.
0: You did tell him to go fuck himself when he, was, when he said he was a Duke <laughs> man. So You can't be mad. He's taking a shot. <laughs> you gotta eat this one, Henry. You gotta eat this. You know, one. but at least, at least,
1: at least, you know, at least being on campus. though, we did. We did get a lot of love being on the ball team, and so it is. It is a good experience. You know, as much as there's times where I was hungry, you know, like, as an you know, you're growing, and you get growing, you're just training, and you burn, you're hungry, man. You're hungry every minute, I was like. And, you know, your cafeteria only had, uh, you only get three meals a day, so if you don't have money to go out there and get, uh, you know, or your parents are sending you a care package or something like that, you're, you know, a lot of times going, my my belly is growling when I was going to bed, so, you know, it's definitely, um Frustrating at times being a student athlete, you know, and not having any money in your pocket.
3: Sorry, let me ask you getting a lot of love is that was that cold for groupies? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just for the yes, kids out
2: yes, there, so they understand what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. California love. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 yeah. Know, you know, it's
0: funny as as you're saying that, you, you remind me of the whole um, after UConn won that champ, their last championship, and Shapaz Napier made that speech about how you know you're going to bed hungry and stuff, and everybody was rolling their eyes like, "Come on, like what are you talking about?" You just won a national yeah. championship, and I'm like, you—you you guys don't know, you know what I mean? What's going on? Nope. What's that? What's that? The same they always say. Nobody wants to know how the sausage is made, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. so I look at that situation, and you know, because you know the, the, you know how the sausage is made, you're like, yeah, I feel, I felt, I felt that speech. You know what I mean? But it's like, but you know, you're hearing other people talking about it, and they're like, oh, come on, please. You know, he's just he's on a major platform. He's, you know, he's on CBS. He's got a full scholarship to UConn. Come on, like who who's going to bed hungry? Like, give me a break, you know. But oh yeah, but if you're not getting, as you said, you're not getting that that care package and stuff. It 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 could be troubling. It oh, def-
1: dude, it was listen, man, it was crazy.
3: Yo, I, I want to ask you a
1: question, because you bed.
3: you made you made a good comment about about the experience playing playing college ball or just the experience of college itself. Um, and I made this argument, with Calvin, with with Wiggins back in the day. So if you had a child and your child was undoubtedly a top five pick. If he can go into the NBA right from college, he
0: From high school you mean he
3: would he would he would sorry, I mean right from high school he would. he would be he would be a top five pick. Now with I know there's there's new rules being uh cemented where uh they can go to the N- NBL to the Australian League where mm-hmm. Now, if they go, if they play there, their 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 money, their contract is not even hit against the cap of the team, but it's a cap of the of the league. Or I know how the G League is; they're supposed to be doing some kind of expansion with the G League, where obviously can, they can go straight to the G League. Or I mean, and you can still go overseas, where where you know where um, was the last guy that went, you know, play college, uh, instead like of playing college ball, went overseas or Ferguson with with the Thunder's. Right If you had a child, and he was that gifted, and I, and I always say that I feel like Wiggins' time, and same thing with I don't think they've, they've improved basketball wise going to college. Um, would you say for, to your child, "Let's go get this money, let's develop your craft, go to a, another league, even even create more of a buzz? I always felt like if Wiggins went overseas, he'd probably be an also already because he would have been voted in by fans. Just because of you know his, his, his name would have resonate more internationally as the game gets bigger now than back in the day. If If your kid was that big of a star, would you tell him go to school for a year? if you know for, for a fact he's a one and done so it's not like he's going to school for an education or would you tell him, let's do another route, work on your craft, get your money, uh, get your marketing brand ready. So when you do enter the league, you got to jump start. Okay,
1: okay so the short answer is I would tell my – if we couldn't go straight to the NBA, I would say stay here and do one and done. Okay. As opposed to go overseas. Now, even though with social media, like you're still overseas. People are not going to see you that much, right? Let's think true. about all the all the buzz with with, with the balls, like the ball, the Mellow ball, the Jello ball, whatever whatever ball, touch ball. <laughs> so, you know, they go over there and you don't really hear them that much. You might get, you might get a report back here and there, right? Right. But if you, if you're here, you're still in, you know, like Zion. Zion was here and he still generated a lot of buzz. And then, you know, all the, the social media, whatever. And then he went to Duke and then now he you, you built up even more hype. If they could have go straight to the NBA, I would just say, yeah, do you want and done you know, and then get your education online, Okay. and uh, still graduate. But that's that's what I that's what I would have said because overseas too. You know, overseas is a you would you you would definitely develop faster overseas because you train twice a day, and you only play once or maybe twice, and that's on the weekend. So Monday to Friday, you're training twice a day, and um, and then Sunday you play. So that's a lot of development. You ain't got nothing else to do but get better. And so you're definitely gonna, you know, that's why you see guys like Brendan Jennings and Moody when they came back, they're like a little bit more polished. Was because at the end of the day, you know, they they were able to iron out their, you know, get better, not only playing against older men but just refine their skill. And so it's the, it's, the, um, it's the
0: outlier rule, right? They just they they put more towards that 10,000 hours, right? You yeah, a college it's, athlete. It's,
1: it's exactly it's it's. You're just developing your craft. You're just in there. You got nothing else to do but, you know, refine your skill. So um, that's where it's good. But control? again, I, yeah, it's small countries, Latvia and Macedonia. And that's what we did. Like, I got up, you know, I had to be in the gym at 10 o'clock, which was no problem. I shot for an hour. So I worked on my shooter. and The shooting get up a lot of shots. You know, then I from uh, maybe 11, you know, maybe hour and a half. So 11, 1130. Then I had the time was mine. So I go to the gym, lift. Eat, relax, and then sleep. We had practice at five, five thirty, like six thirty, seven, and that was my day. My day was done. I go back to my flat, and hang out, relax, chill, and then just you know do the next do again the next day until we had to play. So it was very you know very very relaxing and it was good. Definitely definitely get better um, the way it was set up. But again, if you're if you're sure surefire top five, top ten, you know, I'll I'll stay here. Uh, Because, again, the college experience, too, when you had a big-time program, listen, man, everything is five stars, first class, right? So you're taken care of. As much as you're not paid when you travel, you're taken care of. You're you're in nice hotels and you have your own, you know, it's probably a tutor room. You might have your own room. Um, You'll have a tutor with you to help you. Each player will have a tutor. So it's not that bad. It's just it, it gets hard. Um because you don't you don't have that if you if, let's say you want you get that the one maybe weekend off or one day during the week you get off on the weekend. If I want to go see a movie, you can't go to a movie or you can't, you know, go out and just hang out, you know. Yeah. So um the only time you can eat is if you get maybe if you're if you're smart with your money with your Cause you get real money after every game. You get money to you get
0: your per DM, right? post- Yeah, you get your per Yeah, diem. yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. So if you're smart with that, you know. If you're smart with that, and you might be able to get extra cash from that. But you know, I, I would say,
3: man, I, we used to take that per diem and say, yo, let's 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 go, let's go to the supermarket, get some food over there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get Some stuff and up and, and
0: get some pocket money. Yeah, you never nobody yeah. ever went to McDonald's with their per diem. You always use you, know it, you yeah. always use it to get like stuff for the whole weekend. Exactly.
1: If you're smart, you pull your money together. You buy some groceries, and then you're good. You know. But but it's tough.
0: It's tough though because it's a good question, Eddie. But it's tough because uh, as much as you would like to, you know, like uh, Moody go to play in China, and you're making like two million dollars or whatever it is for that. You know, for like not even a year. It's like five months or whatever it is. Right. It's tough because, like O'Neill was saying, the the exposure you get just being here is just you can't you can't beat that. You know what I mean? Now, now somebody like Zion is a little different because I, I like I'm not, and, and I guess RJ. Well, yeah, RJ too. Like it's for those two guys, it's it's a little tougher because you're right. Like I don't know how much Duke really helped them, but then again, I'm sure they did because you know, like Duke Scott. You know, they, you know, they, they, you know, they got Shosheski that's there that's building skills all, all the time and everything else with their you know assistant coach. They got such a strong program that that the talent is being elevated somewhat. You know what I mean? Like, you I mean, you're, like, you're, you're not, you're, 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 like, you like Z- so? Zion, Zion now, and RJ now is is better than they were in high school. You know what I mean? Because I mean, obviously, just maturity and just development and playing that type of basketball, a like high level basketball, everybody's basically targeting, you know, coming after you for the whole time. So it's 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 tough. But I I agree with you. I Like it's it's a cash twenty-two because I like I don't know when you're that valuable. Actually, do you do what I can't remember the kid's name, but uh, who's the kid that was supposed to go to Syracuse and then he, he pulled out and now he's working with New Balance. New
3: Balance, I forget his name. So, yeah, uh, that, that was interesting. That was an interesting play that he did too.
0: Yeah, like like, and, and I think
3: I think New Balance signed him to, to like like to a million dollars right? something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to be an intern.
0: Yeah,
3: I was like, wow, that's 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 a that's play. interesting, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, that's interesting. So I mean, there's <laughs> different ways to play it, but like, but again, but for somebody like him now, like. You know, like outside of the a few stories, yeah, he's collecting the checks. He's making, you know, he's a millionaire essentially. But we don't hear from him. Like, I again, I I, I can't remember his name. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know what I mean. So that's that's what makes it tough. But le,
3: but let me ask you for real. Do you do you really think the pro, like when you you talk about how Barrett and Zion has gotten better going to Duke? Do you really like the way that Duke plays?
1: Do you? Do really why not do that, it? it? Huh? Yeah, I do. I do. I like Coach K. I like the way he. I,
3: I like Coach K. Don't get me wrong. I, I think Coach K is a brilliant coach. Mm-hmm. However, when I watch the game, I see mm-hmm. two very talented individuals who are far above everybody else. Mm-hmm. I, I, Cam Reddish, to me, like this guy hasn't found his shot since November.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You got Jones, who is um, he's a good he's a good point guard. Obviously, he's he's going to be he's going to be first round pick. I don't see a lot of team ball. I see a lot of great individuals who are trying mm-hmm. to mesh together. I don't see great team ball when I see Duke. Not like, not like team ball I've seen of Duke in the past, where they were just like a well-oiled machine. I see them as aAU team now.
0: Yeah, but some of that yeah. though is, I think, is 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 um obviously it's the one and done life, right? It's it's accommodating to the one and the, the one and done life. No, but,
3: I know. But you were talking about they. I can't remember if it was you. You were saying how the ball, like they've gotten better, and I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't see that necessarily. They came, they came in dominant, and they're still dominant, but I don't necessarily see them have improved their skill set. Oh, I, I
1: would agree with you on that. I, I think I was gonna. I'm glad you said that because I, was, I totally agree with you on that one. Um, I think where they've gotten better is obviously understanding the game. Uh, when you only play for Coach K. You know, he's going to point some knowledge on you. But as far as their skill set, um, you know, they still can't shoot. Right? No, no, I was really... about
2: to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's why, they,
1: you know, the offense looks so, like they're struggling because they can't shoot, right? Yeah. And so, you know, Cam Reddish is, a, is the one knockdown shooter. Like, I'm watching, you know, the guy, White, he's supposed to be their shooter.
3: Yeah, he co- yeah but
1: he's yeah, been lost. Awesome. Like, if, if I'm going to get technical, I watch his follow-through. He doesn't lock his elbows. One of the things that you teach kids, is when, you know, we teach our kids our refinement group is lock your elbows, lock your knees, lock your elbows, pull your toes down, right? This guy doesn't lock his elbows. Watch his shot. And so I'm like, no wonder your shot's inconsistent. And so, you know, like, I don't think skill-wise they got better, but I think understanding the game, because Krzyzewski, what I like about Krzyzewski is he's fluid, and meaning that depending on the players that he has, you will decide what op- what kind of offense you get. Them. Are we going to run? Are we going to be a half court offense? Do I want to really give them a lot of intricate sets? Or with this group, where you got horses, let's just keep it simple. Let's just give them basketball concepts. Spacing, maybe at least 15 feet away from your teammate.
2: Right,
1: right? pass cut. Read the situation. Right. You know um, if you you know read know when to go set a screen. Maybe not to go set a screen. Um, you know backdoor. You know different things to look for on the offensive end, right? And so, that's what is playing out of, and so that's what, because he knows that those four guys are going to the league. He's losing three, for sure. Maybe four. Maybe Jones goes as well. But you know, Reddish, uh, uh, Reddish, uh, Zion, and RJ are going.
0: Yeah, they're top five.
1: So, you want them to get used to that, right? You know, used to spacing and how to attack off the dribble and whatnot. So, if they could make shots, right, they would have They would. have won a lot more games because then there would definitely, definitely be a threat. It would be harder to guard them. But all you got to do is drop back into a zone. If Zion gets the ball, I'm just going to wait for him at the three-point line. You know, or I mean, sorry, at the free throw line at free throw or at the line, charge right? key. Yeah, to wait for him at the charge key. I even go even further back. Wait for him at the charge key, right? So, you know, at the end of the day... The shooting has to be better, but RJ. When I saw RJ, was just doing RJ, what he was doing, when we were guarding, what he was playing for us on U play, you know, in AAU, he was just attacking guys off the bucket. You know, he knows how to finish a ball well around the rim, and he makes a shot when he needs to make it. He's a volume shooter, so you put up a lot of
0: shots, but when he needs to make it, he'll make it. Now, Not like LeBron.
3: Volume shooter is, is, is an understatement, but yeah. go
0: ahead. But you know, yeah. what? I want to I want to move this along real quick though, but. Okay, so speaking on this whole thing, what are your thoughts on this whole Zion thing? Like, on the fact that, you know, he's, he still hasn't played yet since he blew out his shoe. Like, do you feel like he should be playing? Or do you think he should pull a Leonard Fournette where he sat out the bowl game when he was in LSU and just sit out March Madness?
1: I think Zion should play. He's a basketball player, man. He loves the game. He should play. He's not, you know, um, that was just a freak, freak thing that happened. And I think that Zion should play. Um, I don't think he should sit out. Um, you know, I mean, I know we're living in the age of that's what these guys do now. But I think Zay should play, and he wants to play. He loves to play. I think it's in his personality. He wants to be on the court. So, but I, I think Zay should play.
3: So I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate and take it from two sides. As a fan, I want to see him play. I mean, March Madness won't be the same without seeing and tell you the storyline is even greater now. Especially seeing how Duke's had had struggled without him in the lineup, uh, seeing him come back to see how this team could rally from you know him being out of lineup for for the last few weeks. And to me, it's the first time I've seen where somebody's injury has elevated his stocks. Like he was a consensus or. You know people are talking between him and Barrett and even even Joe Morat. now you know t- one, two three and in, in what kind of order depending on who gets the first, but since his injury and seeing how they struggled without him it it solidified him as being the number one pick. but I could understand on a business point yeah it was it was it was definitely was a a freak uh, accident where he he blew out he blew out a shoe. I mean, you don't see that every day. Right. Nope. But it only takes one freak accident, and then your career is done. I mean, you know, if you want, if you want to stay with Duke, look what happened with um. Shoot, how am I, I'm drawing a blank right now. The guy with the motorcycle accident.
1: Oh, Jason. Oh, Williams. Uh, Jason.
2: Jason Williams.
3: Yeah. Yeah, J, yeah. Jay Williams. Right. I mean, number one pick. I mean, it did happen in college, but. You know, he got on a bike, had a freak accident. I remember, read, I remember watching a, a doc, and he said he, he, he probably was on it for like not even ten minutes, and um, his cure his career was done after that, right? At least he got an MBA. At least he got a little bit of NBA money. I, I know um, they said Zion had an insurance policy on it. Uh, of, I think of about eight million dollars, but yeah. you know, the grand scheme of things, eight million dollars. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money to me and you, but in terms of what his intrinsic value is. I mean that's still that's just peanuts. So I could I understand the debate why some people are saying that maybe he should shut it down, seeing that he is a consensus number one. That that that's locked in stone. And that's
1: some bullshit.
3: It, pardon? Uh,
1: I said that's some bullshit.
3: Go no, you don't think he's a lock as number one?
1: No, I, he is. A, he is, but I don't think he should be number one.
3: No. Uh, I that's what I'm like, saying. The of me doesn't want to, but I, I understand yeah. the argument where some people are saying like, you know, what maybe he should on the business standpoint as a fan I want to see him play, but I I I honestly personally believe he's a lock at number 1. I don't I, it doesn't matter what happens if he doesn't come back, if he comes back and struggles, uh I think he's a lock at number 1.
0: like, like I think the seduction of playing in the tournament just as a as a, you know, just as an athlete a, a basketball player it's it's really tough to to not be a part of that,
2: you know. And and yeah.
0: touching on what O'Neill is saying too, like you know, you've you've you spent this whole season going to war with your with your teammates and you know being like a band of brothers, you know. Like it's it's kind of hard to to kind of pull away from that, you know. But at, but at the, but at the same time, like the, as you said, the exploding shoe and knee injury thing is is super freakish, it's super unique, but. I guarantee you, someone is watching what happened to Zion. Like it only takes one incident to to, to alter history, right? Because I think like somebody and, and we're already seeing it in football. But somebody in the next few years, um, unless the NCA kind of changed the rules and they allow high school players to you know to which I think they're going to be doing. But like I think in a few years, some kid right now is watching what happened to Zion, hearing all of this. And if that, if a situation happens like that to them, they're pulling themselves out just to preserve yeah. their future earnings, whether we think it's right or wrong. Some kid is looking at this right now saying, hmm, if that if I get in that situation, oh, I know what I'm doing. I ain't playing. You hey, and think
3: about it. What What was the one knock before the season started? The one knock that everybody always had about Zion was his weight. Could he keep playing at that weight? He had, I heard a rumor that from... From the time of sixteen to now, he he had gained a hundred pounds. So people are like, will his knees be able to withstand the ground and pound in the NBA with that weight? And it was a knee injury, not an ankle
1: injury. Yeah, just yeah, slight sprains, yeah, slight, sprint. slight sprint. Exactly. Yeah.
3: So you know, Flat people sprint. put two and two together, and I'm with you guys. We all play college sports. I mean, I I play track, but trust me, especially when we when we ran those relays, yo, that was a brotherhood. That that was. Indifferently it, it, it than with 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 ball, I mean a track team is huge. Like we're like fifty deep. You talk about mm. boys and girls when we're trying to get conference points and stuff like that, right? Mm. So yeah, I could imagine um, trying to tell your teammates like, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna play the rest of the season. That Listen. that that's heart wrenching. I, I couldn't I couldn't Listen. have that conversation with a teammate. I'm just saying I, I can see the business side of it where people are thinking like, hey, if you're thinking about long, like playing the long
1: ball. Yeah, I understand that part, but I think, for me, I got—I was telling this story. I got injured. I got injured. My finger, I, I bent my finger back. My, my ring finger, I bent it back where it was touching the back of my hand.
2: Oh, wow. And okay.
1: I, I literally missed one practice. You know why? Because I felt so bad. Like, I felt like a sick feeling that I was letting down my teammates. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was, this is a legit this is a legit injury, you know, it's not one of those Vince Carter injuries. You know, it was like a real, <laughs> real injury. Like I was really hurt. And, is it uh, shooting hand too? No, it was on my left hand. Okay. It wasn't even my shooting; it was my left hand. Yeah. So, and but it was like the, you know I was supposed to be up for weeks. I was like, yo, forget get that, you know, take it up, and I was practicing. And I just missed one practice. And I felt, and I never missed a practice in my life playing basketball, ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to tell somebody like Zion, who loves basketball, I don't think ever missed a basketball game or a practice, right, to just sit out when he could perfectly play, I don't think he's goat like that, right? I think, yeah. you know, I think not everybody's narcissistic like that. Like, if it was somebody like LeBron, yeah. Because LeBron, you know, LeBron wants to be a billionaire. He cares more about being a billionaire than winning chips, right? So, I think somebody like built like LeBron would sit out because he's more concerned about his, his brand. No, he,
3: he cares too much about winning chips.
1: <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't. That, that's, he, a, uh, that's a problem no, with LeBron. No, he doesn't. <laughs> what? No, he doesn't. no he, he doesn't. He
3: does. That's why he, that's why he wants to find all these ways to make these, these
1: super no, teams and,
3: and, and no. build like, like power rages all the time.
1: No, he doesn't. He doesn't care about winning chips.
3: He, he cares doesn't. about winning chips to a fault.
1: No, he does not.
3: We see, we he see doesn't it. like.
1: He doesn't like losing. Listen, when you walk, it's real simple. When you walk into the league, and your thing is not, I want to win as many chips as possible. Your first word out of your mouth is, "I want to be the first billionaire." You're not about winning chips. He he, he doesn't like to lose, but doesn't want to win chips. He doesn't want to win chips.
3: He so like so why lose. so why did he go to Miami and then come back to to, to Cleveland? Don't tell me the narrative that he came back to Cleveland because he wanted he wanted to build Cleveland back and, and, and all that stuff. It wasn't for the fact that he had he had in his repertoire, he knew that that Kevin Love was coming and he knew that he had that no one overall picking Kyrie that was gonna was gonna do his thing.
1: When he left Miami, right, so he was he was in Miami watching Kyrie hitting big shots. So here's here's, here's a smart thing or here's the thing that team LeBron because I didn't put it on LeBron. everybody thinks it's LeBron. When I know better that it's it's the people behind LeBron that makes the decision. Right? They're like, listen, go back to Cleveland. Kyrie is coming up right now. d Wade's getting old. He's getting older. Go play with a young buck like Kyrie, right? And so that's why when he went, they never won the chip. Kyrie was hurt. He didn't win the chip. Kyrie comes back. Kyrie brings them and Kyrie wins the chip for them. And then after they lose the following year, he leaves, right? So that's, you know, instead of LeBron sticking it out, he probably could have won more chips in Miami. But instead of stick, that's why I know he's not about the chips really sticking out and, and really like we could have won more because they would have part Raleigh would have done anything to build around
0: lebron no but but that's why also was at the same let's, time let's, let's hold on no, no, hold no. on no, no no hold on a second because we, we're moving definitely far away from this now
3: okay yeah all right all right <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 take this another another
1: another time
0: another time another time
1: yeah another
0: yes. time, let's, time. <laughs> let's let's focus on this uh, this situation here but like um yeah like uh, like just just to just to say what you're saying before like it's it's a tough situation because like I said, I, I think somebody in the future is watching this. Like, can you imagine if this, if, if Zion's dad was LeVar Ball? You know he's yanking him from, he's yanking him from Duke. Oh hell
2: yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my god. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Oh my god. He's having a press conference like on the lawn of uh, like the, the, the Dur- on Durham Road, like just just on, on, and on then Chapel Hill. Coach And. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, blaming, blaming Coach King. Absolutely, and man. then
1: even and then making and making the argument why you should be wearing the
0: his his old brand of shoes. The, whatever <laughs> yes. <they call> it. <laughs> exactly, but that's the funny thing yeah. too, right? Like you're, I mean, I, you know, you're hearing situations where they're, you know, they're they're blaming not blaming Zion, but they're saying like Zion was wearing like the same shoe for a couple of months, and I. I I thought that was funny because I'm like, wow, when I was younger, I mean, shit, we had the one shoe all year at for practice <laughs> yeah, college <I> mean. <laughs> games. You know, you're like, damn, like, he wore a shoe too long, for real? But but the other part yeah. of it, too, is the part of it, too, is just because of his size, he doesn't have a say in what shoe he can wear. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. Duke has their shoe that, they, that they're that they going to wear, and that's it. So if it's the Paul George, well, that's what everybody's wearing. So we can't say, well, oh, let, but, let me wear a high top.
1: No, but here's the thing, too, though, Calvin, like, school like uh duke they have like he gets more than one shoe oh
0: no of course yeah yeah, yeah. he gets like a lot of shoes oh yeah, like, yeah. i'm not
1: talking just couple oh he's... so the fact that he's just wearing that one shoe because people like you've guy to guys talk like they change their shoes every after every game once a week mm-hmm. like but he for some reason he just stayed with that one and he wasn't even wearing lebron's he should have been wearing lebron's because lebron's are built for big guys like him Yeah. Right you know to last but he was wearing the wrong shoe but
0: I thought right? but I thought the... but I thought he can't wear I thought I thought they're only allowed to wear the whatever shoe that they decide the the for them to wear like Duke right like you I thought as as I don't know as long as really sure because yeah. okay listen
1: that as long as it's Nike you were as long as you wearing Nike you wear Nike shoes because here's the thing too when you get shoes sometimes they don't have the shoes in your side true and right? that's why sometimes you see players with different the same brand but different models, right? So right. somebody might be wearing Kyrie's, other guys are wearing Paul George's, and then one or two guys are wearing, you know, KD's, yeah. right? And the yeah. center is wearing maybe a LeBron, right? right? So it depends on what size they had at the time when Nike was shipping out the shoes, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, no, as long as you're wearing a Nike, that's why I'm like, why are you not wearing LeBron's? Because LeBron's are, they're like heavy, right? Yeah. And they're built because they're built that way for, obviously, guys like LeBron, big, you know, durable guy. So
0: that, that I'm surprised move. he was wearing Paul George.
1: That yeah, move, yeah, I'm surprised he was wearing
0: the the PGs. But but yeah, but I I do think it's interesting though. Like I said, I I, I do think like somebody in a few years is coming along to uh, that situation comes. They're like like I said, their family's coming in some U-Haul vans or some grand caravans and just packing up his, his stuff from his room and, t- and taking him off until until the the draft comes. So yeah, sorry. I heard him though. Um. So, so yeah. So just so I know we're gonna wrap up soon, but. Uh, so let's get back to the Student Athlete Equity Act um, with regards to this bill. Like you know, we've been kind of talking about it like throughout the pod. But like, what are your guys' thoughts on it overall in terms of being able to to make this money, <laughs> make this money off your own like this? Like how like like do you think this is going to be? Um, is this is this a solution for everything? Like this is solve I everything? Or, I I don't know. I don't I, think, I think, think it does, but it it's, 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 I it's think a start.
3: I think it's- Start. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a start. As, as I said at the beginning, it's going to get it's really com- it's really complicated because you, you just think about imagine, just think about how many student athletes in all the different sports that play in college. In just in just Division One, I. I mean, there's over 300 Division One schools. So, are we talking about just ba- Are we just talking about the lead sports? Where does a sport like baseball come into it? What about Olympic sports? Like, it gets complicated. The, the I like the baseline where at least they're saying, you know what, we're going to at least let you get some money off your likeness. It's funny because I remember, you, you guys know about the Gonzalez twins that, that played ball and they're like uh, social media socialites now?
1: Oh, the two girls from UNLV.
3: Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes,
1: yes. Oh, I, have them, I have them on my, Instagram. I'm about to you, say like, sure like, you do. I was like, how, how
3: come? How, how come how, I can't be the only one that's, that that that's that on these girls? <laughs>
1: no, 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 no <laughs> That That
3: <made> maybe sound <laughs> like a creep. Okay, so <laughs> no, they even, they it. they said so themselves, like, yo, part of the reason why they stopped playing was they really couldn't make any money in their likeness, and then obviously the money in the WNBA really ain't really ain't there.
2: Yeah, right. They yep. they
3: can make more money on their likeness, and I'm like, okay, man. If these Gonzalez wins, I mean, I know, I know there's a lot of these IG models, but I'm saying the fact that they're saying that, yo, know, what about these guys who, you know, have really like a cliche uh, market space? So mm-hmm. I think it's a start. It's not the end all for everything, but however, especially especially in in basketball, where where Team USA. Or Olympic USA has now said that you know what you can get aged in high school now if you if you're deemed an elite athlete. Like everybody's or starting to tighten the 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 screws on the NCAA that they have to do something, or they're they're going to lose their 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 piece of the pie. So because I remember it was that I remember that was that whole thing in Northwestern where football players were trying to get trying to get oh, and unionized, yeah. Yeah, exactly, un- in unionized, and that's a whole different subject because with football, you can't play football until you're at least 21 in NFL. So I think they have to go into their, their junior year or something like that. Right. And to me, that makes more sense because it's so physical that your body got to get ready. You can't go from high school ball
0: yeah very 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 few get very few people like like no like Bo, exactly like, like Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker are probably like one of the few guys that could have yeah but you talk school,
3: about yeah you talk about one in a decade type right, stuff, right right, right. basketball a little different because basketball especially how they play basketball now you can't touch people like you, you could in the 90s so it's a lot it's easier for them to do that and, and a lot of them still can't really hack it they, they, have, they have to they have to build their body still right yeah, it takes time so I think the likeness is definitely a start because the different leagues and different organizations around them are starting to squeeze are starting to squeeze them and not to mention all the indictments that the NCAAs get getting. You saw the whole thing with these even with the celebrities paying coaches to get their kids in using uh using the, the athletic threshold. So everybody's tight in and loose on them. So I think this is a good start. It's gonna be a work in progress, put it that way. But I like the start where at least they can at least get their money off that.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's good. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's definitely a start. Um, it's really, you know, yeah, I think it's a start. I think um, because when, I, when I'm reading it over, it, they start play, paying the athletes. One of the things we haven't talked about is it no longer makes them amateur athletes, right? They sort of fall on the realm of professional because being a professional, you get paid for what you do. So, um, yeah, there's, there's,
3: a lot, you know. there's definitely a lot of great, Gray areas
1: and
3: yeah. the slope that starts to be entered, and st- I'll tell you one thing: if this bill doesn't get passed, NCAA is a bunch of bitches. If, if this bill doesn't get passed,
1: <laughs> you know what I like? I like the I like the fact that um, NBA has gone back to uh, lowering the age to eighteen. Yeah,
3: yeah, I like, I that.
1: like that. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the NCAA to like do something because now, you know, you're not going to have anyone more any more one than duds. You're going to have guys straight to you know yeah. from high school straight to the NBA.
0: And, and you know and you know what O'Neill, like it's you look at the ruling like when they made this you know the, the student athlete model like this dynamic it was it was I mean I don't know when these rules were made up the 1920s, 30s 40s so room and no. board and whatever it was the room and board stuff it's that was enough maybe back then when you're looking at it now and what is the NCAA average just for just for the just for the basketball 4.3 billion dollars whatever it is when you're looking at the Ooh. money that this these schools are generating, for, for the players to still not get anything, it's it's like you said, it's it's free labor. It ain't right. Yeah. It just it's just it's yeah. not right. Like I understand like I don't know how you distribute it to, to other the other sports. You know, my, my my brother call him Big Brother Curtis on this podcast, but I remember I'm gonna steal his point here. But one of the things he used to say was they they need to whatever the, whatever you generate for that program, but like if your program generates a certain amount of money, then you get a cut of the percentage, but you put it in escrow. So whenever you leave, you get your percentage. So everybody gets the same. It's not like, okay, you're going to get more, you know, like somebody else is going to get less. You all get like, whether it's like 5000 or $10,000 or whatever it is, or 15000 a year, everybody gets that the same cut of the pie. So if you leave after your, you know, your sophomore year, now you get $30,000. You know what I mean? If you stay till your senior year, then maybe you get like your 50000 60000 or whatever it equates to but everybody gets, you know, a certain cut of the pie from the money they generated throughout that year. And I'm not saying you got to split the cost 50-50. Obviously not, but but you got to give them something. You know what I mean? So maybe you yeah, don't, but, give, maybe don't yeah. give it to them while they're in school, but when they leave, you can give them something.
1: Yeah, but honestly, Calvin, I mean, if you think about it, though, that's when the, but that's when you do need it is when you are in school because if you are a big-time athlete, the minute, you, the minute basketball season's over, right, the yeah. minute you're done, you're going to get paid. Right. Yeah. You're getting paid. You just drop out of school. You you deroll, whatever, because you sign with an agent. So you're getting paid. Right. I think what athletes want is, is the fact that when you're in school and you have no money, give me, give me 30,000 or whatever, you know, it's not going to do anything if I'm, if I'm going to sign, you know, uh, right. with Adidas, like a $400 million contract, a hundred million dollar, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'm going to sign a big contract with Adidas. Right away, as soon as the minute basketball season over, I'm just gonna drop out. And I'm talking. I want to get money while I'm in school. So, you know, when we have a weekend off, you know, I want to go to. You know, I want to take one of my fans. You know, to the to the movies.
3: (laughs) But but again, because we're talking about the guys who are going to the league, we know ninety percent of those guys, ninety five percent of those guys, don't go to the league. So, what are we talking about for the kids?
0: That's Ooh, going to Fairly Dickinson or 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 Hofstra exactly. or, or you know yeah
3: or exactly or what about the one to fuck the guys who are playing track? Mm-hmm. Yo, we we, we want to take somebody out to the movies too. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? So Hedy, So, oh, so, 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 so you trying to say oh, not not only the football, the basketball players should go see the Avengers? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You guys
1: need to earn it. <laughs>
0: Damn it! See,
1: earn it, earn, we earn shit. it. shit. <laughs>
3: Yo, earn it. trust me, we earn it. Just no, because we are popular. Know. But anyway, w- but the point of it is-, track. This is
1: I, love track. I love track. I especially track athletes, females. I love them. Sorry, I oh, trust know. me. Cal, Cal used
3: to come to my track meets and, I never, and he yeah. never even seen my, my, my run. I know.
0: Not <laughs> gonna... Yeah, El- El- Neo, that's not a lie. That's not a lie. I never, he had to tell oh, me no, how he, no, how he did. He had to tell <laughs> me how he did. I wouldn't <laughs> be watching him either. I wouldn't be watching him either. Yo, <laughs> I'm like, congratulations. That's my boy. That's my boy. What did he run? don't know. I think it runs 100 <laughs> meters. I run 800. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right.
3: And what's her yeah. name? And what's her name? What's her name? <laughs> oh, trust me, I, Calvin. <laughs> offline, I, I, I've shared Calvin like a funny story that um with, with uh, our coach. You know, this obviously this is back in the day. So you know, this is this you know he like, "Yo, here's the camera."
0: Oh, you want w- you like, want to share this story?
3: I'll give the the quick version, in okay. in the PG version, but. <laughs> Basically, our coach was like he went to the captains and, and the seniors. is like, listen, go go film some starts of our of our of our uh, our teammates who were doing the sprints because, you know, he wanted to evaluate the tapes and, you know, and to talk, you know, talk over them and figure out what they can work on. He made a mistake to give it to a bunch of horny ass dudes. This <laughs> <to> film starts. <laughs> put it put it this way. The film a start is only a few seconds. We we filmed mm-hmm. that that tape and there was a lot of commentary. It <laughs> had nothing to do about track.
2: Right.
3: And um, put it put it this way we, he called us into his office and um we never got the tape again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah, can
3: imagine. yeah. Yes. But yeah. I I've always been amazed how how basketball for so many years couldn't emulate the system of what baseball did, where baseball yes. had a farm team, you can exactly. still get drafted. You can still go to school.
0: and get money. And you
3: can get, redrafted, get money. Exactly. I, I, to to the. It's a good point. I, I don't. I just don't understand why that model hasn't somehow came into play because we've seen mm-hmm. this problem with basketball. For, if, if there's one sport. It's not hockey. It's not really. It's not really football. It's basketball. This is. This has always been a overbearing issues about you know paying students under the table and all this dirty work that's that's been done about not paying. I just don't understand how a system, a remodel of the system of the farm, of farm team, has not been been done. Baseball to me has done it flawlessly for years.
0: Yeah. But didn't yeah, basketball yeah. used to do something like that, like back in the day where you, you I, I can't remember the whole ruling of it, but I, I, I know it had nothing to do with the, the getting paid part. But I know you could you could technically get drafted because I know because, you know, you look at Larry Bird, Larry Bird did get drafted and then still went to school for his fifth year. So like so, even though his last his last oh year he goes, did I didn't yeah, know he, that he, yeah, he he was going everybody knew he was going to Boston, but I but again I, I know he didn't get paid, you know what I mean? So I I, I know he didn't get paid. So I, I, I'm sure I'm messing up the story for the loopholes of that, but I know but I know definitely that last year that he was in um that he was in school, like he definitely got he he was everybody knew he was going to to um to to the Celtics. Yeah, like I said, you're right. That's a that's a great point. It's a great point.
1: Yeah. You know, you know, I used to hear that. um The reason why basketball players and athletes don't get paid was that back in the 70s, they used to do something, they used to have something like that where athletes did get money. What would happen is athletes would work, but people obviously took advantage of the system. So you'd have a booster who, you know, was giving athletes hundreds of dollars for bogus jobs, like athletes basically didn't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like what's
0: what's happening uh, with this uh, tax exempt thing? (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: But this but athletes were actually get yeah, actually actually getting money. Like, you know, they knew a booster, booster would give them a couple hundred dollars and the booster would make up make up fake jobs like, Oh yeah, they uh they did this, they worked at my company or they did this. Well maybe one athlete might have did was gone over and washed the booster's car and right. they'd give him like five hundred dollars So there you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, players getting paid getting money
2: mm-hmm.
1: um from boosters. For um, working for them, man. and so I think that's why they changed rules because, because then if you really think about it, the small schools—they said the small schools couldn't compete, But obviously right. the big schools like Kentucky, and Louisville had way more money.
2: Yeah,
1: so I remember hearing about that before. So that's why they kind of took away, took away the. Uh, yeah,
3: but, but I also
1: feel like they had to do that sly work because,
3: yo, right now if you if you take a slice of pizza from a booster, mm-hmm. you, you get you get ridden up.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I
3: mean? Yeah. So it's like I I find if they not necessarily loosen the rules because you know, that, that can bring a whole different paradox, but again, if they if they can change change it where the system allows them to get something, so then they wouldn't have to go over and beyond trying to find all as you said, finding these loopholes where, you know, you get you get a bogus job cutting grass but you're making you you're yeah, making like problems. executive money, yeah.
0: yeah but exactly.
3: if if they if they had something in the system where it allowed you to get something, because right now like you you get a slice of pizza. I, I remember reading a story where this uh, I can't remember this this kid was homeless for whatever for whatever means, and he ended up staying with a family friend. You know, what I mean, the family friend was like he brought him in and he was sleeping on his couch. But the family friend was also a affiliated with the school
2: mm-hmm. so now
3: they're saying like well now you're now he, he's getting he's getting unwarranted uh, benefits benefits and stuff <laughs> and he's like yo i've known this kid i've known this guy since he he's like a family friend i've known him since he was in diapers
0: and he's only enough and he's huh? homeless should i leave him on the park bench
3: yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> like, so it's so it's 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 stupid also how how rigid the rules are, right? And I feel like it it's you know, sometimes they say less is more that if they would if they would loosen those, it would actually instead of them thinking that a floodgate will go in, it would actually it would probably actually eliminate a lot of the, the foul ish that people are trying to do because you always feel like somebody's watching your back. That they have to fight you know, they're always trying to find out they always have to be crooked.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, so just to wrap up, like, like I guess going into March Madness, cause I'm going to be launching this like right before March Madness starts. But going forward, like, what 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 could be done at this point? I guess I guess I guess we're continuing this conversation. But what what could be done at this point to basically kind of like change, like rapidly change the effect of this? Because I mean, I don't see it changing anytime soon. But you know, um, in terms of uh, players getting a cut of some sort of the profits um I, I, I that's almost like a no go situation it seems like but like what could be done like cuz cause, cause, like yeah i mean obviously the model's the model's broken and it has to change it it has to change but uh, i don't know cuz i don't know i don't know the answer but like what what you you,
3: you know what i'll say something real quick um differently as you said we we we've, we've been basically attacking this whole subject the whole podcast but what i would say differently about march madness you know the same way how um Winners of the All Star Game, they get like a like a twenty five k bonus or whatever the case may be. Right. The schools who are in the NCAA tournament or the NIT tournament, whichever, I know they get they get bonuses for making.
0: Oh, each round oh, for yeah, making yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, so each round for sure. It, it
3: would be great that if you know if you want if you if you want to um, if if you want to give some benefits to, to the schools and, uh, and more or less I'm talking about this, the the athletes. Let. Let them get a small piece, because this is like a billion dollars, just that March Madness piece alone.
0: <laughs> and, again, we're not six, even six, talking six football. Weeks. We're just, we're just yeah. focusing on the basketball aspect. Yeah, we're first. just talking about
3: March Madness. Yeah. Can, but we can do the same thing about bowl games and football. Yeah. Like, if you make a bowl game or if you make the NCAA, depending on how far you go, give them a little cheese.
0: Yeah. A heavy pin that,
3: that would definitely make some guys jump a little higher and, and work a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get some cheese if they make this dance. Not to say that they're not already excited for that whole experience, but I'm saying, yo, let them get a little bit of that cheese because that's, that's extra money. That's, that's, on, that's above and beyond everything they've made in the season. That's a, a little extra cheese at the end of the season. Like, yo, if you make this, boom, you know what? You got this in your account or, whatever, or, or escrow, whatever you want to call it. I think that would be a nice little, nice, nice little change where you're not flipping the whole system, but you're giving a little something for, for championship games and for
0: dance games. And what are your thoughts on before we wrap up? Uh
1: my thoughts are being, the NCAAs, uh they're not gonna there's no there's no reason for them to change. Um you know it's it's a old system, old boy system and it's capitalism at its at its finest. So you know until they're forced to change, until somebody in the government forces them to change or Maybe even some of the stuff that the NBA does force them to really think Mm -hmm. um, and reevaluate. Nothing's going to happen. So I'm just going to enjoy St. Mary's going to the Final Four.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just be
3: be selfish for y'all. Just just be selfish for y'all, no matter. Honestly, come on, man. We had a a good pod. You're going to really stop.
0: St. Mary's and Duke. St.
3: Mary's Mary's and Duke going to the Final Four.
1: St. Mary's and Duke going to the Final Four. I don't care who the other team is. But we know UNLV
0: ain't there because they. Suck. Wow, so, that's a, that's just really you, go, yeah. you. Wow, okay. First
3: of all,
1: Wolverines
3: <laughs> will get there before before St. Mary's. What do you call it? Galax? What, what's St. Mary's called?
1: Gales, Gales.
3: Oh, Gales, whatever. The the Wolverines will get there before Irish, the Gales.
1: Gales is an Irish, knight. No, they won't. You know, just before we get we finish, um, really quick, I thought about Greg uh, Greg Anthony. But speaking of UNLV, when Greg Anthony was at UNLV, he gave up his scholarship, and he started selling T-shirts on the back of his um, his back end of his car so he could get money. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of, I, yeah, a lot of people didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, either. Greg Anthony. He t- yeah, he talked about that. He gave up his scholarship for the exact same reason. They couldn't get money, so it was like, "Yo, Greg, he became a he became an entrepreneur. He started selling." Sh- T shirts, CDs, stuff on the back of his coat. Uh, so, was
3: that right before he went
0: into the draft, so, yeah, though, I, I guess? was about to say. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Before he
1: okay. went to the league. Yeah. So, yeah, man. He was one of those guys that, like, well, screw you guys, man. You know, yeah, as long as weird. I'm not a scholarship, as long as I'm not a scholarship athlete, athlete I can make as much money
0: as I want. So, I mean, he, he I, I mean, like, you, you got to look at guys like Greg Anthony and, like, the Fab Five, and, you know, like, you know, and I'm sure the future generation is going to be looking at these guys here from Duke, but, like, you look you look at the fact that like these guys are influencing kids all over. I mean, we we came from the shore of Montreal, you're you're in Toronto. Like, they're influencing just not even I'm not even talking playing style. They're they're influencing how you dress even. You know what I mean? Like you're walking around with well, like like look, I mean, you are talking to Headley here. This guy's insulted, still insulted 20, 20, what, almost thirty years later about about the UN L V. Like, you know, like it happened yesterday. You know, but like mm-hmm. that's the type of influence these guys had and to know that again you you're talking a situation where these this guy's like, you know, forget the scholarship, I'm gonna sell t shirts out the trunk of my car, like it's that's you that's know. ridiculous. You know what well, I mean? Well yo, so, you
3: me- you remember Fab Five, they're the ones that start with the black socks. Oh, I know, mm-hmm. I know,
0: I know that's nobody was, wearing,
3: nobody was wearing black socks with 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 sneakers before then.
0: Yeah. So the so the whole And the
3: baggy shorts and everything.
0: And so the fact that like I said again, Nike made I mean Nike made it I had Nike black socks with the white swoosh on, on the socks. I had those all through high school. And yep. you know what I mean? So it's like so, so to see how the how it generated money for everybody else, all these corporations, everybody else benefited except those guys. Like it's you know, it's sad. And now look, it's like I said, it's twenty something, thirty years later and nothing's changed yet. Like I said,, you're right. I think I think doing this student equity student athlete equity act, like if if that passes, that that's I think that's the start of it, uh, you know, to to wrap up, that's definitely the start of it. But I like I, you're wondering if, like the, as you said, only like if the government or the FBI, somebody has to step in to be like, okay, enough's enough. Start giving these guys <laughs> some of this, or we're gonna sanction you. you know well,
3: I, think about it. do you think do you really think that this first step with this likeness and this bill, wouldn't have came? to this, if it wasn't because of the the different leagues doing their, like, what Australia is doing, what the G League is doing,
2: yeah. now the
3: NBA reducing its age, with with Team USA saying that now they can have agents, like, if it was and then with all those indictments that's been happening, if it wasn't for all that stuff happening, and yeah. nobody was putting any kind of pressure on NCAA, they wouldn't have done nothing, of course not, for what?
2: though? No.
0: The circle it's of life, it's though. Because it's
3: because of that that we're, we're even getting to this first step.
0: Yeah. But be, that's, that's what life does, right? Pressure and pressure and pressure. It creates change sometimes, right? Pressure makes
3: pipes. I, yeah. Pressure it Pressure uh,
0: pops pipes. Yeah. That's, right. the, that's the only way you can make shit change. Listen, man, if you're
1: going say to say it right, all right? It's pressure plus pipes. Jesus Christ. Pressure bus pipes.
3: No, Calvin, I, I don't like your boy. Huh? I know we just <laughs> met today, but um, I, pressure, think, I think I've had,
0: pressure,
3: I've had my fair share uh, of this guy. Pipes,
0: straight up. I have my fair share. Track people. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking you guys might have to come back. Um, <laughs> on, that, on, 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 on that note, listen, man. Thank you, brothers, for coming on the show today, man. It's, it's, uh, it's been some jokes. It's been some jokes today, but it's a real conversation that, uh, that definitely needs to be had.
1: Hey, hey, listen, man. I appreciate it. Just as long as you don't have track people on again, you're doing a great job. Yeah, just make sure my intro is
3: proper next time. And start with next mine. Next time,
1: there's not going to be any more track people on. Track people on. No listen,
3: yo, when's the next Olympics? We're, are you guys coming back just about, what, 2020? <laughs> so <laughs> you better leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
2: a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) All right. I appreciate you, Calvin.